welcome to Church Project. When you come in next week, you're going to pick how you want to be greeted. A hug, a high five, a fist, whatever it may be. Wasn't worship incredible this morning? Thank you guys for leading us in worship. Like we're continuing to build a culture of just worship. Like praise pushes back the gates of hell. Like when we don't understand what's going on in life and, and when it's hard and when it's difficult, what can we do? We can praise God for who he is, for what he's done and what he'll continue to do in our lives. And so church, thank you so much for worshiping with us today. Um, we love doing this thing called Church Project with you. I mean, we're a church. We're a gathering of people that love Jesus, and we love the mission of Jesus in this world, and, and we want to live that out together. And we're also a project. We're, we're an ongoing pursuit to discover what it means to be the church in 2018. Um, the way we do that is we do our Sunday gatherings, which we're part of right now, we do our house churches that meet throughout the week and our ministry partnerships, and that's what we do. And we're trying to discover what it means to love God and to love others in 2018. And I think we're doing a pretty good job, don't you? Like, look around. There's great people here. And we're working on fellowship. We took a pause from the book of Acts, and we've been in this little series that we're ending today. And what we've been doing is looking at the difference between community and fellowship. Like, community. If you are breathing, you are part of a community. Welcome to Church Project, we're even a community, or Greeley, or America, like we're all parts of communities. But to have fellowship is to, to make an investment and to have a joint venture into something. And fellowship, when you enter into fellowship with relationships, that means you're all in. You're in it through the good times, through the bad times, through the cancer, through the non-cancer, and then the cancer, and then the non-cancer, like we're in this together. And this is what it means to have fellowship, to make an investment and to work for it. I long to be a church of fellows, people that are in fellowship together. So welcome to the community of Church Project, and we hope you are engaged in meaningful fellowship here. A good way to do that is through our house churches. I want us, uh, like I said, we've taken a pause from the book of Acts. We're in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. We're going to end in verse 25 today, but if you will, open your Bibles. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. If you don't have a Bible, you can go to the Version app, and our notes are on there right now. Just search for the live event, and I would encourage you to download those notes so you have something to talk over when you go to house church this week. So let me read Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25, and again, we're going to focus on just verse 25. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings." having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Verse 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Amen? Amen. Unswervingly to the hope that we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may, how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And what we'll look at today is verse 25 not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. 
If you were with us last week, we looked at verse 24, and and if we want to look at that again, it's let us consider how we may spur each other on to love and good deeds, and let us consider. We looked at that. What does that mean? Consider, to think about, to stay awake, to get creative on how we may spur each other on to love and good deeds, to motivate, uh, motivate each other towards love and good deeds. And so that means as we're entering into fellowship and we're, we're mutually bonded in relationships, that means you might get waking up at two in the morning thinking about me. If so, I'm sorry, especially Jared. He doesn't like when I say this. If you wake up at two in the morning and you're thinking about me, I pray that you're considering me. God's put, you on, put me on your heart and now you get to think, like, how do I get a spur Aaron on to love and good deeds, like to consider, to be thinking about each other. For what? To motivate each other to love and good deeds, a happy life, a a life of loving God and loving others and serving others. Or if you look deeper into these, the last two words of last week, which is to spur each other on to love and good deeds. If you look deeper into those two words, love and good deeds, it means this, happy employment. So what does it mean to spur each other on to love and good deeds? What does it mean to spur each other on to happy employment? It means to be engaged in the work that pleases you and others. As I look around Church Project, I look at at people that love their jobs, I look at people that don't necessarily enjoy their jobs fully, and I look at people that love their lives and don't necessarily enjoy their lives fully, and I would pray that we would be a people that our words were loving God and loving others to the point where we're spurring each other on to live a life that God has designed us to live. And so some of us, it may mean that we'll be switching jobs. For some of us, it may mean that we're staying focused on what God has for us. For some of us, it, must, it might mean that we take on a new habit or a hobby or something. But as a body of Christ, we are to love each other and love God and spur each other on to love and good deeds. Happy employment. Isn't that cool? Like God wants his people to be happy in what we do. And if we're living out what God's created us to be and to do, man, it's gotta be awesome to live that life. Let's get... Uh, well, let me ask two questions first on last week. Who did you consider this week? That was the challenge, right? Who did you consider this week? Julia Sheeta showed up with a box of Whoppers for me. Julie, thank you, girl. That was awesome. Who did you consider this week? That's our job. What, you considered me, Bill? Thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. <laughs> and you're spurring me on, but in like the kicking kind of way, spurring on, huh? Who did, you, who did you consider this week? And how does it feel to know that God has considered you from the beginning of time? God has considered you, and he's pursuing you, and he loves you. No matter what you're going through right now, know that God is considering you. Isn't that cool? Let's get to verse 25. Verse 25, and we're gonna end the series with this verse. Not giving up meeting together. This is, the, this is a writer. He's writing to the early church and he's challenging the early church and he challenged all this other stuff. And then in verse 25, he challenges the early church with one more thing and that is not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. When I look at, at verse 25, in middle of Florida is a mega development mega retirement development community. Did I say that right? It's a retirement community. It's a mega development. 
It has 648 holes of golf. Any of you golfers? That sounds awesome, right? It has 100 pickleball courts. Amazing. It has over 100 restaurants. It has 60,000 homes. It has 126,000 residents. And at the center of what they do, they have 2,500 social clubs for retirees to find fellowship, to make the masses come down to small. And convenience and fellowship is what made the villages, that's what they're called, it's what's made the villages one of the fastest growing communities in America. We're talking towns and everything. One of the fastest growing communities in America is the villages for retired people. And they have figured out how to synthesize the thousands into pockets of being known. 126,000 people, they figured out how to synthesize the thousands into pockets of being known. And so just in case you're like me, and God's already prodding you on to start thinking about pickleball, watch this. This is fun. Finally tonight, if finally tonight, if you're like me, the older you get, the better you were as an athlete back in the day. But most folks still feel they have a lot of fight left in them, even if they can't cover as much ground as quickly as back in the day. That may explain the rise of a sport that is growing quickly in popularity. If you've heard of pickleball or you already play it, then you know. If you've never heard of something called pickleball, you're about to get a crash course in a fast-growing activity from NBC's Mark Potter. If the pickleball craze has not yet hit your town, stand by. It's on its way. Pickleball is one of the fastest-growing sports in America and can be played by just about anyone, including 91-year-old Lee Kritzer, vying for a medal at a pickleball tournament in Delray Beach, Florida. Nice. Exercise is fun, social, and it's competitive. Although it's exploded recently, pickleball was invented almost 50 years ago near Seattle, a combination of tennis, badminton, and ping pong. It's played with a paddle and a wiffle ball on a short court, which attracts older players who can still win without having to run too far. You can compete with the younger people by using your head and while they try to use their, their speed. You <laughs> them. You know, watching this game being played, you might wonder why it's called pickleball. Well, over the years, it's been widely reported that it was named after the inventor's dog, Pickles. But the inventor's wife said the name actually came from the sport of rowing, where a pickle boat has a mixed crew just like pickleball is a mix of other sports. The American pickleball capital may well be the Villages, a huge retirement community near Orlando. Even with 140 pickleball courts, players form lines each morning to get a game. Looking good. <laughs> These women are passionate but friendly competitors. Oh, Every Wednesday, we, we start off with golf, golf in the morning, and we, have then we go to lunch, lunch, and then we play pickleball. That's our Who's in? Like, we got to start training right now. I'm in. Like, leave spike ball behind. We're moving on to pickleball. Collection of random people doing some cool stuff. Um, yeah, pickleball. Grandpa, you could be in. Come on, let's do this. 
So in the middle of Florida, this is happening. People that are synthesizing thousands, trying to find community and, and trying to find fellowship. And we read, as this early writer is writing to the church, the, the writer is saying, like, and let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage each other all the more as you see the day approaching. Who knows what this community in Florida is thinking when they get together? When they, what, they, what do they talk about after their, after their pickle matches, you know? I have an extra CPAP machine. You want to use mine until yours is fixed? Like, I don't, I don't know. Is your social security check on time this month? Like, I don't know what they're talking about. June, your pickleball curve is awesome. Like, who knows what they're talking about? But I guarantee one thing is happening, no matter the age. They're talking about how at 92 can we live a life full of purpose and passion. Everybody wants to live a life full of purpose and passion, regardless of age, regardless of the sport. So let's hold off on pickleball yet while we can still play spike ball. Amen. Amen. But we use what God has given us to pursue a life full of life. As we love him and we love others. And in verse 25, when we're looking at this, and as the writer is writing to the church, just look at it. This is the only place in the New Testament where followers are encouraged to gather for worship. Do you know that? The whole New Testament, this is the only place where the believers are encouraged to gather together as we do every week for worship. And as we look at the history of the church and where it's come from, um, historically, this is the New Testament church right now as the writer is writing. And this is the beginning, the beginning of the church as we know it. People were leaving Judaism and they were leaving the synagogues and the Sabbath directives because they were set free from the law and they were developing their own rhythms. Their own rhythms of what it meant to be made and to love God and to love others. And so the, as, the, as the writer is writing this, they're getting set free from law and they're getting set towards and run towards grace and freedom and life and purpose. So as the writer is writing this and challenging the church, who knows what kept them from gathering? But as they moved from having to do this, do this, do this, do this, and they were entered into freedom, obviously, some of them chose the freedom to just kind of stop meeting together. Like, we used to have to do this and this and this and this, and now we have this freedom and we have this grace, and so I'm just going to sleep in. I'm just going to, you know, I heard that there's a falafel, all-you-can-eat buffet in, in Bethlehem, so I'm just going to skip gathering because those falafels are sick in Bethlehem so they don't show up. Um, I heard there's a camel race this weekend. I'm sorry, I'm not going to make it. My jockey is number one. Might get defeated. Or who knows what kept them from gathering. Maybe I'm fishing on the Sea of Galilee. I've got things to do. I remember when I used to have to, and now I have freedom, and it seems like every week there's something else to do. And the writer is writing to the church saying, freedom is great and freedom is awesome, but let us not get out of the habit of meeting together and encouraging each other because Satan wants to take your legs out. Like he wants to defeat you. And next thing you know is you're just fat from all the falafel and you're, you're, you're fun. it's fun watching all the camel races, but you look up and you've been disassociated, disenfranchised. You don't know the people of the body of Christ anymore. 
and you're not in a rhythm, a healthy rhythm of relationships of encouraging each other and being encouraged. Hey, it's not just falafel that takes us out, right? Like what takes us out today? What takes us out from being in the habit of meeting together, schedules, all this stuff? It's not law. It's not you have to be here every Sunday and be at every house church. It's definitely not that. But it is a freedom to be able to gather together in church. We miss you when you're not here. We look at verse 25 and it says, um, and let us not uh, give, not, uh, give um, sorry, where is it at? Love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And when you look at you see the day approaching, this is a court of justice for determining guilty or innocent. And so as the day is coming, the day of reckoning, it's a court of justice where guilty and innocent will be declared over our lives and Jesus is there and asking for a full account of our life and how we've loved God and how we've lived our life on earth and the day of Jesus' return is coming. And as that day is approaching, has the church gotten out of the habit of meeting together, loving God and loving others? I look at the day approaching and, and I think of this, man. I think this passage we're looking at, verse 25, is a passage for all teachers. If you're a teacher, raise your hand. Okay, thank you for teaching. I couldn't do it the way you do it. I applaud you. Like five minutes in a classroom, I'd end up going to jail or something. Like, thank you so much. This is, this is uh, I'll clarify that later. I'd probably, uh, just don't worry about that, okay? I should not have said that one. I'll just say I'm not gifted as a teacher. I would, I would blow a fuse or something. Okay, wow, derailed. Uh, this passage is for teachers, and what I mean by that is in elementary, um, hey class, you know your spelling test is this Friday. I wanna encourage you to start practicing so you'll be ready. I didn't hear that, did you? Like Friday morning, I'm like, ah, oh, I gotta study real quick. Like the teacher's trying to encourage me. I didn't get it, right? In college. Hey, uh, I want to direct you to the syllabus. If you'll notice in your syllabus that next week your 50-page semester paper is due. And I'm thinking, sweet, I still got seven more days. <laughs> like, this passage as an adult, by the way, vicious plug here, ballot is due November 6th. Hopefully you voted and turned it all in. Well, Mine's filled out already, it's sealed, it's sitting on the table, I better drop it off soon, right Bill? Like I better get that thing in. Why do I wait? Like this encouraging thing, like the church. What keeps us from gathering together, church? What keeps us procrastinating, having good intentions, but just filling up on falafel? Not, it's not just Sundays that we can get out of the habit of meeting together. Like we super miss you on Sundays because when you're not here, that means you're not here. And when you're not here, that means the spirit of you is not here. And that means the energy of you is not here. And I love when we gather together, especially during worship. And there's a ton of people here. And the spirit of you are here and God is here and we're worshiping together. Like that's amazing. I love that. I wanna see this gym filled with people that are worshiping God, do you? We miss you when you're not here. You encourage me. Well, some of you. Some of you, I can't look at you because you're like, you give me the bad look right now, the stink eye, Jack Mount. No, you smiled. I got a smile out of you. Okay. You encourage me as I'm here, and, and I hope I'm able to encourage you as you're here because life is hard. 
And we need to encourage each other to love God and to love others. Because who knows what you went through this week. But it's encouraging to come together and worship God, isn't it? Let's not get out of the habit of doing this. In fact, let's think about people that have been part of our body and and they're they're just not here. Let's call them and say, I want to invite you to a coffee because I love you and we miss you. Like, come, like, let's, let's do this thing. We won't hug, just pick, pick what it is. You want a fist bump? Well, fist bump. You want a hug? Then come here and give it a hug. Like, what, let's come in and let's greet each other the way that, that we find each other throughout the week because some weeks, I'm gonna come in through these doors and I'm gonna have my tail between my leg as your pastor. And I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to give me a fist bump. I'm gonna need you to say, Aaron, don't give up, man. Aaron, stay focused on what's true, right, and noble. I need you to encourage me in these things, and I might need you to kick my tail, too. And I imagine there's some weeks I'm going to come in, and I'm going to have a lot of energy. Just be patient with me. I'll calm down a little bit, okay? But as a church, think about it. If we are encouraging each other to love and good deeds, and we're not out of the habit of meeting together, we're vulnerable, we're in relationship, we're a group of fellows that are in this together, and i got to believe this is going to be the best place of our week. Amen? House churches, we'd love to see you. Invite each other for dinners. Go to the Crest for a movie because it's a really cool place and invite me to go when you go. Um, Barbecues, Halloween. Halloween's my favorite. I, I determined it this year. Like, my favorite holiday of the whole year is Halloween. Sounds weird, huh? Why, it's one of two days a year where the neighbors in my block will walk over and have a conversation. Because I'm handing out hot dogs and we have a stupid fire pit, which was really amazing this year. And we have candy and we have food. And we just sit in the driveway and talk. Like, I love doing that because it's starting to create relationships in our community. And that's what I want. I want for Church Project, I want us to be in relationships with each other, part of this community called Church Project, but even deeper than that, part of a fellowship where we know each other's name, we're going to a house church, we're getting barbecues together, we're playing spike ball, and yes, maybe one day even pickleball together. Like this is fellowship. What does it take? It takes us showing up. Show up. Show up. I don't ever want to start running on the treadmill, but when I get on the treadmill, it feel better. And sometimes we're going to need to kick our tails a little bit and show up. Show up on Sunday mornings, show up to house churches, show up to whatever they may be. Number one, that's already half the battle. Number two, be vulnerable. Like when we show up to our places and we're, and we're encouraging each other and being in relationships, it's going to require being vulnerable. And you may have to build trust And it may take time to do that, but the moment we can start being vulnerable with each other and we can start dialoguing over scripture and and things that we agree with and things that we don't, like we're being vulnerable and we're fellows in this together. So show up. And number three is love God and love others. I I quickly want to go through a story here in 2 Kings uh, chapter 6, verses 15 through 17. And I'll just say this before we, I get into this, this, this little passage here. When the king of Arium is coming down on you, you can trust God. There's more to the picture than you can see. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15 through 17. Just listen if, if you don't have it up. 
When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked, don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed. Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots and fire all around Elisha. A perspective change happened because they're in relationship, they're being vulnerable, and look what happens from the beginning of the story to the end of the story. I was defeated, now I'm victorious. All because of a perspective change. All because the prophet spoke and said, Lord, open his eyes so he may see that the circumstance that he's in right now is victorious, not defeated. Church, that's why we need to be in fellowship with each other. Because there's weeks where I'm gonna be defeated and I'm gonna need you to encourage me and point me to Christ. Because I'm looking at the temporal, not the eternal. And I gotta imagine if that happens to me, it's happening to you. Let's do this together. You might need to be reminded that God is fighting before you, amen? Just a little encouragement that you are doing good and that you're worthy and you're worth it, amen? Just a reminder to stay the course and to not lose heart. Like what you're doing is good, stay the course. Don't lose heart. We miss you when you're not here. Spur each other on to love and good deeds. Proverbs 13, 12 says this, I love it. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Have you ever lived with not a lot of hope for a long time? It's sickening, isn't it? The second half of that, I love it. But a longing fulfilled is a, is a tree of life. To be encouraged and to have a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Just this morning alone, I was texting my friend Tim Truxel, Darren Glaghorns and Glaghorn and Angel Flores, all pastors of different churches, just saying, hey, I'm in this with you. Go for it. Give a great message. Knock them dead. Whatever it may be, like we're encouraging each other. There's hope when we're encouraging each other. Listen to this, Acts chapter two, verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. That was the early church and that's what God asked of us and are we doing that? Are we devoting ourselves to the things of scripture, to prayer, to worship and praying together? Hebrews chapter three, verse 13. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. See what happens when we start getting away from the church and away from encouragement and scripture and God is sin can enter our life and we can get discouraged and our heart gets hard. And if you've ever lived with a hard heart, it's hard to walk around with a smile. And then I'll end with this. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. And if you just want to close your eyes and think on this, it's beautiful. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
It is by his great mercy that we have been born again. Because God raised Jesus from the dead. Now we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance. An inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power, by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So church, be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. Even though your today wasn't exactly the way that you would design it, and even though tomorrow may be a trial and may be hard, there is an eternal hope in Jesus Christ as he is our yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That's worth encouraging each other for, to live a life full of love and good deeds as we chase after our identity in him. Amen.